0: In a world of bus schedules and business calls, sidestep into a realm of Koigyu
1: casting in Okay, people, get your geek on. everyone, it's February 5th, 2012, and you're listening to episode 27 of Knit One Geek 2. I'm Karen. And I'm Maggie. And we're coming to you from the only household which is not watching the Super Bowl. Oh, was that today? Yeah. Apparently there was some kind of game thing Thing. on today. Okay. Whatevs. More important things to do. Like knitting. And watching Jurassic Park. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, more on that in a minute. First, Adventures in Knitting. Yay. Maggie. Okay, okay, okay.
0: I did cast on for the Watson Along. Yay! I did it on just this past Friday, mm-hmm. just because that's the way life ran. Yeah. And I am not doing it in the Volmice like I said I would, because that Volmice is a powerful shade of blue, which reminds me more of Sherlock than it does of Watson.
1: Like his blue, blue eyes. His
0: in that scarf that he wraps around himself that, oh, you know yes. I could very easily take from him and find his hands behind his back and anyways. So I am using my S T R socks that rock and this is the Tacoma socks that rock. Yep. And it's a lot of earth colors, which, you know, in my opinion, John is a very earth spirit type. He's yeah. you know plain down to earth military. I've, I'm doing the cosplay size, obviously, because as we have discussed before, I have five and a half feet.
1: Yes, you have teeny tiny feet.
0: Yeah, And, I was and
1: big- for anyone who isn't doing the pattern, the cosplay size is the, the female size, basically. A slightly smaller size for smaller feet.
0: So I've just gotten through the toe increase and I've now gotten to the point where I have the appropriate number for the top and bottom. And this is going to be my take along project. So this is what's going to be in my bag from here until until whenever it's done, because we're not trying to make this a, pro- a pressure project.
1: No, there's no deadline for this, so.
0: So, I have that, and the reason, one of the reasons I've only gotten a little bit done is because I have been in knitting purgatory with the Scarf of Doom. The Scarf that hereafter shall be named Doom. This linen stitch scarf will not end. Because I think I, re- I remember, we talked about it in the podcast. I said last week, I have what seems to be five tassels left. There are three rows in each tassel. Five times three is 15. I'm on row 11. I still have quite a bit left. I still have a bit left
1: to do. Three quarters of an inch, looking at.
0: But it takes forever. <laughs> it doesn't die. It'll be okay, Maggie. It's not over. I mean, I read all the reviews and everybody said that this was a fabulous knit and probably, you know, when I finish it and I actually wear it and put it on, I'll forget all of the angst and swear words that I muttered at it while I was going, God
1: dang, frick, damn, why won't you be finished already? But she is pretty. It is really pretty. I was saying earlier that I love how it mixes the colors of each of the strands and I love how it looks. I'm just not sure I could ever do it, <laughs> because doing linen stitch for that much over that many stitches would probably drive me insane.
0: Yeah, if I had to do this again, it's not that I don't appreciate the pattern, but if I had to do this again, I would probably do it the standard way we would do a scarf, is cast on the short amount, i.e. 40 stitches, Yeah. and then knit the length. <gasps> but, alright, so I've been chugging away at that literally dude as soon as i finish this when i cast this off i'm throwing a freaking barty because it unnerves me to have
1: this many things on the needles Oh, no. You have three things on the needles. It
0: does. It unnerves me.
1: Dear God, no.
0: And I has the sweater with Ooh, my Madeline Tosh on it. It is really pretty. This is Amused from Jordana Page on Knitty. And it is knit from the top down, so we're starting out at the yoke. The thing is that eventually this is going to be roughly the same number of stitches as that, as that scarf. Yeah,
1: but it's worsted weight yarn. But it is. It's worsted weight yarn, and it's a full sweater. Yeah, and it'll be in the round, and eventually you'll just basically be doing mostly stockinette. I'm like, how in the heck do I manage to pick these for myself? It is a really gorgeous color. I am rather
0: pleased with it. and I can see why. Knitting, these these are on my new needles with mm. the
1: Madeline Tosh, and it's like knitting with butter. Oh, I love the colors. And it's so soft. What colorway is this again? Of the Madeline Tosh? Boxwood. It's a nice...
0: You don't remember after after the trauma I went and put you through?
1: And no, I up... don't, because you put about eight <laughs> different colorways in front of me and kept waffling between them.
0: Yeah, I think at one point I had tan in my hand like a bouquet.
1: I love it. The which different be, color of dark would, greens.
0: It is variegated, but it's not so variegated
1: that well, it's, it's distracting. It's tonal. Yeah. Is what it is. It's a semi-solid. Like, it's not variegated in the sense that it's different colors. It's just different values. Like, different yeah. light and darkness of the same color. And that I thing. can deal with. And uh. it gives give it a nice... Sort of texture to the color.
0: And this is going to be, just was told tonight, or I should say asked tonight by my parents. So yeah, whenever you have a, whenever you're finished one of your projects, your father needs a scarf. My father lives in the Caribbean. What the heck?
1: I know. I was going to say he lives in the Bahamas.
0: Apparently it's a little bit damp and my mother was asking for a gentleman's something for his neck. And I'm like, what, you want me to knit an ascot? Could be a shorter version of a Sherlock scarf. (laughs) <laughs> well, yeah, I'm thinking of, like, one of those cowls that maybe just goes across and does the buttons on one side. hmm Something like that. Anyway, mm-hmm. I'll figure that out when I get one of these projects off the needles. Yeah. Like I said, I'm, I'm at an itchy point right now where I've got to get something completed. Okay, that's my adventures in knitting. That's you? Yeah.
1: Okay, I have not had many adventures in knitting, mainly because this week I have pretty much only been working on... My Watson socks. Watson! And I am ready to turn the heel. I just haven't quite started doing it yet. I started last week, I think, we didn't know, we had, we podcasted the night before we started, actually. Yeah. Yeah, I started last week on the 29th, watching A Study in Pink while I cast on the toe of the socks. And this is the first time that you've knit with Madeline Tosh Sock, right? Yes, and I love it. It's so wonderful and squishy.
0: Have you knit with any other Tosh?
1: No, this is the only Tosh I have knit with. It's addictive. Mainly because, you know, I don't really do a lot of stuff that would take, like, one or two skeins of worsted. And I cannot afford the amount of Tosh that it would take to make a sweater for me. Meh. But yeah, I'm doing it in Tosh sock in a colorway, which, as I mentioned last week, was part of the Loopy U Constellation Sock Club. It's called Green with Envy, so I'm not sure if it's actually available for anyone else. But it's a sort of very dark olivey green. It looks brown in some lights. And I'm just about ready to do the heel, which... I had to read the instructions a couple times over to sort of get what was going on, because it's not your standard heel. It's sort of like, you know how you do the heel turn at the bottom of a gusset and flap heel? No, but I don't care. Go on. Well, where you knit to the middle. Right. And then you knit out a couple stitches decrease, turn, purl back a couple of stitches, decrease, yeah. turn. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you gradually yeah, yeah. Go That I understand. Okay. That I understand. It looks like, from what I'm looking at the... From what I've seen in the instructions, it seems to be called the fleagle heel. Okay. You do that across the bottom of the foot stitches and across the gusset stitches. Okay. So you just keep doing that back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Across all of the stitches. And that's that's the construction for the heel. Yeah. Okay. Except for you leave like the like two stitches on either side that you don't do it with. But it was just throwing me for a minute because I kept looking at the heel and it's like, yeah, so I do that little bit and then where do I pick up the gussets and do a flat? What? But then again, it probably wasn't helpful that part of the reason I got a lot of this done and probably part of the reason my brain was not parsing the heel instructions was because I was looking at it (laughs) like in the last couple days and on Thursday night I went into Toronto stayed overnight because Friday I was going to the Ontario Library Association conference for the day and so part of the reason I got most of this done is because of course I had the Train ride to Toronto, and I had some time there to work on stuff, and time at the conference when I needed to kill some time in between sessions. And then the not parsing the instructions was probably because I was trying to read them on Friday night when my brain was just, like, having none of it. You were without <laughs> brain meat, so to Yeah, speak. I and... was tired. <laughs> tired Friday night. Like, I was fine until I got on the go train to come home, and then all of a sudden my brain was, like, out cold. Yeah, well... I slept... I was out cold for nine hours Friday night. Woke up Saturday. I was still tired. <laughs> All day at work I was still tired I believe you So yeah Hence why we're podcasting On a Sunday Plus you know You and the elfling Not being well Yesterday Well First world problems
0: Yeah, I was sick for the whole weekend and got, you know, better just in time to make Sunday dinner. Yay. Yay. yeah. yeah.
1: So yeah, I've done quite a bit on the Watson socks. I love them. I need to take photos of them. I need to start the second sock, but as I was telling Maggie, it seems like every three months I'm like, I have no idea where my knitting needles went. And then I go through all my stuff. The next week I go on the podcast and I say, oh, I went through all my knitting stuff and I organized my knitting needles and then three months again later, it's like, I have no idea where my knitting needles went. So yeah, I need to find... are coming into your uh, bedroom,
0: obviously, and yeah. hiding them and framing Peanut. <laughs> yeah, I'm going with that.
1: Yeah, I just need to, so I need to find another pair of my 2.25 millimeter needles. I'm sure, I, I think, I'm pretty sure I even have another pair of the Chow Red Lace ones, which is what I'm using now, in that size. Okay. But I might need to double check my order history for that, just to make sure that I actually do have two pairs in that size. Okay. Because, you know, I always, for, I forget how many I have of each size. Wow, wouldn't we all like to have this problem? And I might be ordering a couple more, because a couple of my Knit Picks ones have sort of... The tip has separated from the cable, so... Oh, boo. Needs replacing. More knitting needles! Which means more sock projects on the go at the same time! (laughs) yay! And I wrote down that apparently sometime this week I worked on my Potion Master stockinette socks. I don't actually remember when that was. I'm pretty sure I did. (laughs) I think... I know there was some point this week where I, like... I. Just, you know, took it along with me somewhere and I was doing that, but I can't remember where. The week is a blur? Yeah, kind of. My life is a blur at the moment. And actually, I managed to only bring the Watson socks with me to Toronto as my only project. Wow. So you were monogamous for a short period of time. That was some, uh, that's some serious restraint because usually, usually when you go anywhere, it's like, well, I want to bring this project, but what if I don't feel like working on that? (laughs) I need to bring this other project. Oh, and I should maybe bring this other project, too, just in case I want to work on that one, or in case I'm in a situation where I can do fancy stuff, or I can't do fancy stuff, or whatever. Okay. So I was quite proud that I managed to only bring one knitting project with me. And one other little thing. I checked our Ravelry group just before I came to Maggie's house. Yes. And as of about six hours ago, we have 300 members of our wow! Ravelry group. E! Awesome! We <laughs> has an army.
0: Yes. I don't know what we're going to do with it, but we have an army. I am feeling drunk with power. (laughs) I aim to misbehave. I would be drunk (laughs) with margaritas, but... Those two. I swear to you, ever since finding Pinterest, I'm finding all of these popsicles for all of the, like, drinks, like... Yeah,
1: alcoholic popsicles.
0: Yeah, frozen mojitos and... Peach... Frozen mojitos? Yeah, free, frozen mojito popsicles. Ooh, Seriously. This sounds yummy. I've been tagging them all for the summer holidays.
1: <laughs> Your birthday's in July. Yes. <laughs> we are going to get drunk off our asses My birthday, I have a feeling. What on earth have you guys been doing? Eating popsicles, y'all, yeah, for sure. Really? And, oh yeah, the one other thing with the Watson along, I have not started the sweater yet, just because I just haven't had time or the brain power to start doing the whole swatching thing to figure it out. So, that has been waiting. It probably won't happen this weekend either. Like, this this weekend is almost over, so that's it probably true. won't happen until next weekend. Are you sure there isn't a little monogamous inside of you that's blossoming? No. Okay. I can occasionally stick monogamous when I really want to get something done, or when I absolutely have to. Usually it's more of a begrudging thing, though, because it's like, usually it's when I'm knitting something for someone else, or it's either that, or it's when I really want to get something done for a deadline. For Case me. in point, potion Master's master show. Yeah. The other point, the other side would be, like, my mother's shell. Okay. Where it's like, I just want to get this damn thing done, so I can do stuff for me. Fair enough. And then, I have been seriously tempted the last few days still to, I really want to cast on some Soctopus socks. <laughs> But no, self, you need to finish a couple pairs first. Focus on what you have on the needles and get it done first. Also because you need those needles yeah. Well. to do stuff. But yeah, so that's been me this week, I believe. At least as much as I can remember. We can't claim
0: to remember much, and unfortunately there's no alcohol involved with this yeah, week. Yeah, sadly. Sally fourth.
1: moving on. Into Geek Squee. So this is a somewhat romantic Geek Squee. Because, of course, this upcoming week is Valentine's Day.
0: Is it this coming week?
1: I was next week. Or, well, yeah, next week. Well, by the time time this this episode comes out, within a week of that, we'll be, you know, the next episode, it won't probably come out in time for Valentine's Day. Okay. So, you know, we're just, we're covering it early. Because, you know, preparation is usually good for this sort of thing. But I read something today that was really sweet. So, apparently a guy from Essex in England named Matt Smith, interestingly enough, wanted to propose to his girlfriend in a rather special way. Okay. Pause the podcast
0: right now, laying your bets on what genre we're going in. Aaron <laughs> has already given you a big clue.
1: Yes. Apparently, he got permission from the BBC to stand in one of the exhibits at the Doctor Who experience in London. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, his girlfriend happened to be in London on a shopping trip. Mm-hmm. And, ended up go- and we went to the Doctor Who experience, because she's a big Doctor Who fan. Now, apparently part of the exhibit, from what I saw, there's one layout with a TARDIS. And then standing next to it, they have a mannequin that looks like the 11th Doctor, Matt Smith, dressed in his usual garb. Right. Apparently this guy was, like, standing in front of the mannequin or something. Or standing on the other side of the TARDIS, it wasn't really clear like exactly how it was set up. But he was in that setup, wearing tweed jacket, bow tie, nice everything else. And when his fiance walked in to that girlfriend, or well, yes, when his girlfriend walked in to that section of the exhibit, yeah, he stepped out of the exhibit and proposed to her, and she said yes. Geek love, (laughs) and they will make so
0: sweet. They will live happily ever after and make lots of little geeklings. Yeah, little geeky babies. Yes. And actually... With TARDIS little cribs.
1: Matt Smith, the 11th Doctor Matt Smith, actually wrote a personalized note for them. I bet she's so squeed you know, over that. Yes, giving you know, giving them best wishes and mentioning other, like, Doctor making Doctor Who references and stuff. I bet she's so squeed over that. Yes. I was like, oh, that's You're so romantic. Running home. Oh my god, mom, mom, mom! Matt
0: Smith wrote me a note! Oh, and I got a ring!
1: You're saying it'd be especially cool if, like, the ring looked like... A little TARDIS or a sonic screwdriver or something (laughs) like
0: that. I don't know if you can get... a a diamond cut into the shape of a TARDIS, but damn it, somebody should try.
1: (laughs) Well, you can get sort of a rectangular cut diamond, I think. Yeah. Well, if it was a blue diamond, it'd be especially expensive. Yeah. Some geek somewhere will figure something out. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, but anyway, maybe you're not ready for proposing to your loved one, but you'd still like to do something geeky for Valentine's. And we found through a few different geeky blogs a lot, a lot of geeky Valentine's Day cards. So we found one set of 52 of them. On the Mary Sue And there's all kinds of ones on there There's They've got all kinds of them on there They've got tons of There are ones for Portal Doctor Who Skyrim Of course a lot of the ones for Skyrim Are ones like I used to be an adventure Until I got an arrow to the heart But dum bum
0: Hunchback of Notre Dame Avengers Star Wars Lord of the
1: Rings. Some of the Lord of the Rings ones were Uh, a little more raunchy than uh, romantic. Yeah, I was like, (laughs) man, I really did not
0: want to think about Gandalf that way.
1: Thank you very much. I didn't want to think about Saruman that way. Ew. The ones we really liked... Talk about your creepy old guy. Yeah. We really liked the ones for the Avengers. Yeah, we did. There's a really cute one, especially because some of these are, some of them use stills from the TV show or movie or whatever. Then some of them are more like fan art sort yeah. of things. And the Avengers ones was more of the fan art ones. There's a really cute one of... It was Iron Man, wasn't it? Tony yeah, Stark. Yeah, that was my favorite Iron one. Man. Tony Stark's Iron Man saying, you light up my heart. And he's pointing, pointing out... Pointing to the, the arc reactor. That's pretty damn cute. Well, there was the Captain America one, which was something oh, wanna like... Oh, want to go dancing. You want to go dancing, but it's really cute. But it's sad. But it's also kind of sad, <laughs> because it makes me think of the movie. It's like, oh. And there were some other ones there, too. And then also, on Gamma Squad, there's a bunch of... It's 35 geeky Valentine's Day cards, some of which are the same as the ones on the Mary Sue. And some of them are just a little bit out there. And you need to be a geek... Yeah. To
0: appreciate.
1: There is one was one of the Star Wars ones they have. <laughs> it shows a picture of Lando Calrissian. And inside it says, you've Landoed in, in my, my heart. heart. Boo. That one's a really nice one. They have the costuming. It looks like concept
0: art. Yeah, costume sketches. For Han Solo and Princess Leia. And it says, me plus you. This kind of love is intergalactic. That's kind of a sweet one. It's cute because it's not too over the top.
1: Yeah, and it's not really flowery. Yeah, one of the portal ones says, I think I'm falling for you, Valentine. And it's someone falling through a portal. There are quite a few. You probably want to take a look at There's a few few zombie ones, be careful. Yeah, there's some for, like, things that I kind of recognize, but don't really know the context, so maybe not. And then, of course, there's the onion. You see this bunny raptor? I'd totally ride that mother bleeper into battle for you. (laughs) It's just someone on the back of a, a bunny raptor. It's a raptor with bunny ears and a tail. Bunny tail (laughs) someone riding the back of it That is just wacky enough And there's some really classic ones like the Old Teenage Mutant Ninja Ninja Turtles Turtles game
0: Yeah, and there's also um, Dr. Mario is in here somewhere
1: (laughs) Yeah, Mario is red Sonic is blue Will you be my player number two And it has the old fashioned Nintendo
0: Handhelds with the cables Making a heart it's cute! It's, it's one of those classics. <laughs> That's a really cute one.
1: And I know the ones on the Mary Sue, they said, are printable. They're usually just like... Some of the ones on Gamma Squad are actual cards with a front page, and then you open it up with more of it. The ones on the Mary Sue are just sort of like the front. Yeah. And then you can write on the back whatever you want. So those ones you can actually print out and use if you want. This one, Star Trek... Picard. (laughs) I really need to print this one out for one of our friends. (laughs) It has Picard and it says, you can set your phaser to stunning. But then there's also, I found this on Tumblr because, oh dear god, (laughs) I've become addicted to the fuck yeah Sherlock art Tumblr page. And someone's made Valentines for BBC Sherlock using her own art. And I love the Sherlock and Watson ones. There's one with Sherlock that says Valentine boring, and he's sending a text message that says Found heart, come at once. S H. And then when you look at the Watson one, it says Say would you be my? And the text message pops up says Found heart, come at once. S H. Sod it. Never mind. It's cute. And then, or if you're, your love is of the slightly more twisted variety, there's also the Moriarty and Irene versions. Moriarty says, I want to set your heart on fire. Along with the rest of your body,
0: but that's yeah. besides the point. <laughs> and then Irene Adler, I'm bored, let's have dinner. Which is a quote taken directly from the Scandal yes. in Belgravia
1: episode. Yes. Which, oh, I forgot to mention, has aired in Canada, because BBC Canada is showing Season 2 of Sherlock. Woo! Thursdays, 8 o'clock. Scandal and Begravia was just this last week. But we still won't really talk about the episodes, because we want everybody to be able to participate. And you'll find these two, the Sherlock cards are on Etsy, and the user's name is Daunting. D-A-U-N-T-I-N-G. So you'll be able to find those there. Obviously, well, if I wanted to get them for anybody here, it would be a little too late. To, do it, to order them in Canada. But they are really cute. And she has other Sherlock art in there, too. So there's lots of geeky options for Valentine's Day. And actually, there's one generic one on the Mary Sue that I forgot to mention that I think is right at the beginning. Actually, if you go to the Mary Sue page, the very first one you'll see in the set is one that says, You really get me, Valentine. And it's just filled with geeky references. I can see... Let's see, a
0: Rubik's Cube, a Dalek, a lightsaber, there's a Batman, R2D2, there's something that obviously says Star Wars on it.
1: That looks like the Rocketeer's helmet. Yeah, it looks like the Rocketeer's <laughs> helmet back there. There's video games back yeah, there. Yeah, the video game controller. And one of the people is wearing a Jane hat from Firefly. So that one is also a good one for the, the multi purpose geek. But there's some geeky stuff for your Valentine's Day. And if you get any sort of <laughs> geeky Valentine's Day cards, or if you have any really good ideas of things you're going, to you do for the geek in your life please let us know because we love this sort of stuff
0: thinkgeek.com by the way just because i told this to karen and i've told this to a few people and everybody's thought it's cute thinkgeek.com is offering chocolate zombie head bonbons with cherry brains
1: romantic and disgusting Yep, and chocolate, so you get a three for one. Yeah, they have an entire, actually at the moment on their front page, they have an entire Valentine's Day section. Yep. Check that out. Ain't that sexy? Yeah. Action photo. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) Of someone chomping into a zombie head. Star Wars lightsaber candlestick. There's an Enterprise plushie. Anatomical brain pendant. And a zombie friendship necklace set. (laughs) With two halves of a brain. That's awesome.
0: The beating heart is still one of my favorites. The plush beating heart? Yeah, giant microbe, plush microbes. That's always cool. those are always cool, yeah. Yeah. Tribbles! God, no, nobody needs tribbles.
1: DIY blood typing test kit.
0: Okay. Honey, this is how much I love you. Let's test our blood. Bacon wrapping paper. A girl's guide to dating a geek. Oh, yeah.
1: This Skyrim thing of then I took an arrow to the heart is pretty viral now. Well, I think the original version is then I took an arrow to the knee. But, of course, for Valentine's Day. But, yeah, so there's of course, obviously, like, ThinkGeek is obviously the place to look for geeky gifts. So hopefully you have already thought of that if you're, you know, elsewhere in the world and looking for geeky, geeky gifts for someone. And actually, since we were mentioning the Avengers Valentine's Day cards and things, um, I just read something earlier about the Avengers movie. Or rather, something that's not in the Avengers movie, but Joss Whedon would have liked to be. Apparently the other day there was an interview online with a few different people from the Avengers, Mm -hmm. and Joss Whedon said he would have liked to have the wasp in the Avengers movie. Now, he didn't say why not, like why the, the wasp isn't in it, therefore. It would have been... Nice to have another female lead. Yeah, instead of, you know just Scarlett Johansson. I mean, on the one hand, okay, on the one hand it would be nice to have another female lead. On the other hand, as we were discussing this earlier, you know, Maggie and I were saying that you've already got, I think we counted out, what, there was like six major superheroes in the movie already. So, I mean, you could say, well, you can add one more, but at some point you start getting character overload, though. I would never say no to another female superhero in a superhero movie, because that would be awesome.
0: And wherever the Wasp is not, it looks like like, Ant-Man
1: is not. So yeah.
0: they will have... That sp- might have
1: been part of it, too, because if those characters are often together, yeah. then they'd be like, well, if we have put this one extra person in, then we need to put this other extra person and then we have eight superheroes. Yeah, they were a romantic couple. And you already have one in there that hasn't had a movie to himself, okay. or hasn't appeared in any of their movies, actually. Hawkeye. Yeah, true. So they might not have wanted to load it down with more characters that haven't appeared in other movies, too.
0: Mind you, that doesn't stop with the way that the comic book movies have been rolling out of late. That doesn't stop the Wasp and Ant-Man having their own movie. That could happen.
1: And then after that, they could appear in another Avengers movie. Yep. Though so again, like that says, like I said, that sort of depends on who else was going to be in that Avengers movie and, you know, how many other characters we have. Because sometimes you end up with too many cooks in the kitchen.
0: I guess if a sacrifice has to be made, okay, in order to preserve the entirety of the film.
1: But at the same time, it'd be nice to have more women. Well, from watching the
0: cartoon version version with my son. I do know that they're, that Nick Fury's 2nd in command is supposed to be a female. She's supposed to be a kick-ass female. Yeah. We'll see if she's in the movie. Yeah, we'll see if she's in
1: the movie. And if she actually gets to kick any ass.
0: Yeah. That too. For as much as we know about the movie, as much as we know of the characters that are showing up in the core group, this can't be just like the A-Team Squad, which is just a band of men. Just It's just not going to work. Mm-hmm. Not with today's demographic of women geeks growing the way it has.
1: Yeah. So, well, I don't it, even
0: think that just... Scarlet is going to cut it either.
1: Yeah, that depends, though, on whether the movie studios consider whether there are female geeks and whether they actually take that into account. Okay, there's support. point. Because, I mean, there is that stereotype of comic book geeks, especially, are guys. Yeah, yeah. So they could be going with... Just that demographic. That demographic. Not to mention that the 18-35 to 35 demographic is the demographic that they try, and they really want to get in movie theaters for some reason, even though there's been God knows how many shows, studies showing that women go to movies more often, When women watch more movies, women are more likely to go to movies that have lead characters of... Either gender, don't get me started. (laughs) But yeah, basically, like I said, I I have to wonder how much they consider a female audience, how much they're aware of there being a female audience, and how much they consider the female audience. Mm. Because it seems like, well, there's, I mean, there's a lot of movies, not even just comic book movies, but there's a lot of movies that seem to basically are just made for the male half of the population. Well, yeah. Or that's the audience they're really concerned about. And sorry, but they do also make just the chick flicks. Yeah. Not as many, though. You think? No. Not, and they're not with the sort of budgets and. No, because chick flicks Prominence. don't involve, you know, blowing stuff up most of the time. Yeah, but, and they're not, I don't think the chick flicks are... Well, for one thing, chick flick, usually the connotation that comes with chick flick is just like, oh, silly women talking about shoes and boys. Okay. And I don't, see, I don't think they put, and I don't think movie studios push those kinds of movies to be, they don't set them up to be the same sort of blockbusters that, say, Transformers or other things are. At most, you get movies which are aimed at everybody pushed that way, like Harry Potter or stuff like that. Okay. But yes, we could talk about this for hours, so...
0: But question, who would be your Valentine's Day person? Who would be your Valentine? Oh, God, I have to pick?
1: Yeah. I can only pick one? No, you can pick two. Okay. This is still a a difficult question. Only because you're going to have an aneurysm if I tell you you can only pick one. (laughs) Yes. It's still a difficult question. Partly, well, partly because some of the the characters I really like would not be the best Valentines. (laughs) Really. I mean, I enjoy them, and... I I make jokes about being in my bunk and things like that, but I also know that, you know, yeah, no, no, it just would not work out. Like... (laughs) Snape? No. I mean, I love the character and everything like that, and I make jokes about it, but, like, he, he can also be a serious dick, so, and sort of the person I would probably not like in real life at all. Again, I might spoon over Sherlock, but... We all know how Sherlock responds to... Yes, yes he, he's so emotionally stunted that, like, that would not be a good idea. Watson would certainly be nice to cuddle up on a cold Valentine's oh, yeah. Day night.
0: Yeah, Watson would definitely
1: spoon you. Oh my god, Maggie, don't put, don't put pictures <laughs> like that in my head. Holy crap. While wearing that nice oatmeal sweater, he'd probably let you wear it over breakfast. Eee, that'd be, be really <laughs> nice. Cuddled up in his sweater, yeah, the boyfriend sweater. Well, he brings in
0: coffee on a tray, um, breakfast on a tray. That yep. does it.
1: That works. Again, the only problem is that then Sherlock ends up usually screwing up John's relationship somehow.
0: That's all right. It's a, it's a Valentine's Day night stand. Whatever. Yes. But I would understand that. I would totally be supportive. I'm not getting into this therapy session. <laughs> anyway i was um, I was just there
1: for the lulls, yeah, just there for the lulls and for the breaking of my brain as my brain is flooded with images, speaking of Valentine's one Night stands, I wouldn't say no to Tony Stark,
0: no, no, no I,
1: I could I could see that, yeah, I could see that it would be a one night stand, but
0: definitely with Tony, yeah, I could accept that, yeah. As long as you went into that re- went into that night knowing it was a one night stand. Yep, it's you're gonna off.
1: be fun. And then the next morning, and it'll then, be like, "Yep, see you."
0: And then the next morning, I'll leave you a note with Jarvis. Good night. Yep, pretty much.
1: What about you, Maggie? Oh, if uh, you know you weren't married.
0: If I wasn't married, it would probably be. It would be one of two people. One of them is uh, would be LSR. Mm-hmm. St- A.K.A. Strider. A.K.A. Aragorn. Why am I not surprised? In his scruffy
1: strider form?
0: Yeah, some Scruffy Strider after a bath. Yeah, Scruffy Strider. I didn't like him when he was perfectly cleaned up for the coronation. Yeah, Just but you
1: don't exactly want him to you know don't exactly want him to smell like bog horse shit in forty two yeah. days on the road without a sponge bath.
0: Yeah. Maybe only an hour or two on the road so that he has that manly musk smell. Yeah. But, yeah, you can croon Elvish to me in my ear and stuff like that. Oh, hello. (laughs) And have all of the sumptuous fabrics of the house of Elrond lavished upon me in that little gazebo that they have off to the side. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Hello. Oh, yes. (laughs) The other one i like a challenge. It would be Mr. Violin.
1: Really? It would be Sherlock. You would have to fight me for him, woman. For Sherlock? Pudding wrestling!
0: What the hell? You have Watson! (laughs) You have Watson the boyfriend sweater and the breakfast in bed. I gave you all of that.
1: Yes, but that was because I was like, Sherlock, it would not
0: work. Yes, and I'm saying I don't give a dick. I'm still... (laughs) I'm still going to... I'm not going to be pathetic about it like Molly is, but... Irene Adler obviously has some tactics. I could take a page from her book. Yeah, and they still didn't work. No, they did work. They did work, as you will find out in your own time and in your own way. Not going to spoiler people. He thought about her more than probably anything else for a damn good long while. And for for Sherlock, that's that's a big thing. I'll take the frozen head from his fridge if I have to. <laughs> damn it, you will pay attention. Does this mean you get to come to breakfast
1: in the purple shirt of sex? Yes. Damn Oh, you. thank you for that.
0: And I want to be serenaded with the violin in the morning. That would be rather nice, too. Yes, it would be rather nice, so that when you wake up and you hear the violin... <laughs> Damn you, Maggie!
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> John goes, "Oh." Talk amongst yourselves. Figure out who your dream character, Valentine, would be. Regardless of if you're married, with children, single, or if you're 90 years old, who cares? There is still a dream valentine out there for you.
1: Or actually, I just figured out my number two. What's that? Could be from what I was doing today. Mark Watches, the same person who does Mark Reads that we've mentioned before, who does right. Mark Reads, Harry Potter, Mark... Today, he, he also does Mark Watches where he's watched Firefly and Sherlock and all, so all these things. So you go after a dinosaur? No! Ew! No! All right, so narrow that down for me, <laughs> dude. Today, okay, I'll, I'll do the back story first. Today, anyway, today for on Mark watches, they had a live blog of Jurassic Park where people, could, everyone was watching the movie at the same time, and we could all comment and stuff. I'm thinking more like Alan Grant, smart paleontologist, rather attractive. Okay, has that nice hat. <laughs>
0: You would wear the hat and. He could leave his
1: hat on. You're choosing the hat over the boyfriend sweater? No, you said I could pick two. That's my second. Okay. Oh my god, there's all kinds all kinds of jokes just sorry. flooded okay. into my head. Sorry,
0: Tony. You got
1: out <laughs> you got outbid. Yeah, sorry, Tony. Well, Tony was just a one night stand anyway.
0: That's all Tony considers
1: Valentine. Yeah. Okay. I got- oh man. I swear to god, all the dirty jokes just just, just crashed over each other in my head, trying to get out. Okay, okay. <laughs> Let's move on. Shall somewhere, we? somewhere there's a podcast in here. Please, like they don't expect us to go off the rails. It's still geeky. It's still on topic. There you go.
0: Okay. So where are we going from here?
1: <laughs> I don't know. God. Except to hell.
0: <laughs> Art history through sci-fi colored glasses. Yes. Located at tour dot com. You can see rather famous pieces of artwork throughout. Time periods, everything from the Mona Lisa to Duchamp's new Descending a Staircase. Don't worry if you don't understand what I just said. You'll look at it and you'll go, oh, that one. All of these famous pieces of artwork have been retranslated into the sci-fi genre. Yep. We have C-3PO, Descending a Staircase. And it's actually done very well. Yeah, it's quite amazing.
1: And some of them I think they mentioned are actual, like, book covers. And some are just pieces of art that people have done. Another one was the Star Wars Cantina, based off a... Was it Picasso? It looks
0: like a Picasso. Yeah. Yeah. Here we have a steampunk angel. I kid you not. That's kind of
1: scary looking. Yeah, based on... By Abbott Henderson Thayer. but The original was by Abbott Henderson Thayer. And they have the name of the artists who have changed these as well. In See
0: Wyatt's the giant, which is usually an image of, you know, your classic version of a giant, you know, with a rough fur and a club over his shoulder striding across the horizon and children at the beach looking on is now Cthulhu striding across <laughs> the horizon and what looks like a bunch of cultists offering a sacrifice. This there's
1: is... For the cover of Joe Walton's novel Tooth and Claw, um, artist Tristan Elwell sort of invoke, invokes Leonardo da Vinci's Mona Lisa. And there's a dragon on the front of the color, cover with hands nicely folded over each other. I don't know if it quite has the same enigmatic smile as the Mona Lisa, though. Definitely has more scales. Yeah, well, I would hope Mona wouldn't have any scales. Uncle
0: Sam, the famous... U.S. poster, I Want You for the U.S. Army, has been done and redone many times over. This time, it is Raise the Dead. Looks where, like a comic book. Yeah, where and um, it's... Uncle Zam is pretty zombified.
1: Zombie Uncle Sam. This one This is, one, oh my God, one's I love fantastic. this one. It's originally, it's based on... Norman Rockwell's The Runaway, which is a small boy sitting next to a police officer at a diner. Boy's little hobo bindle at his feet. That's been changed to a Halloween one with a little boy in a Green Goblin costume. Sitting next to Spider-Man and the and the diner decked out for Halloween. It's so cute. It is pretty stunning. I love that. This one's not superhero, but the Muppets released a number of parody calendars using famous paintings. This one has Gonzo as Whistler's mother. Oh, boy.
0: Oh, and this is a, this is a, a bit of WTF right here.
1: I'll read the exact description because there's a bit of stuff going on here. It's actually for a book from Nightshade Books. They did, they call it a Garrison Keeler pastiche called The Twilight of Lake Woe-Begotten. And so, as I said, it does all kinds of mashups here. Twilight meets Grant Woods' American Gothic, which is. The painting of the farmer and his wife, farmers holding the pitchfork in front of their house. Except this time the farmer is Edward, and Belle is wearing a low-cut dress, and Jacob's in the background, with his shirt off, of course! And the tribal tattoo over his shoulder, and yep. looking all angsty. Yeah, well, they all look all angsty. This is Twilight, what well, yeah, how else is, would
0: they look? Yeah, this is Twilight, what the
1: heck am I talking about? <laughs> But yes, it's one of the ones you look at it and it's like, oh, I know exactly what fandom that was for. (laughs) Yeah, there's a few others in there that you might want to take a look at, especially if you know the fandoms a bit more than we do. For
0: Cravings, Covets, and Crushes this episode, I have a new release from designer Patty Waters, who is also the manager for
1: Passion Knit in Toronto in Ontario, Canada. And who we should probably also mention right off the bat we both know. Rock on, Patty <laughs> And she's a friend of ours, so we should give that little disclaimer, but that does not make these patterns any less gorgeous. Patty has just released Winter
0: Blooms, which is an e book of Five patterns, and they're all based on Malabrigo yarn projects. Now, naturally, you could substitute your own yarn, but we both know that Malabrigo is a passion of Patty's. Yes. The book contains two shawls. One of them looks like the the regular triangle figure, and another one that is a circular one. A pair of socks a cardigan, and a pullover sweater. The pullover's my favorite, Lilia. The reason being...
1: Ooh. Right. It is a
0: pullover, and at first glance, it's just going to look like stocking knit, and you're going to say, what the heck am I knitting that for? Uh, Actually, it's the sleeves. You can see there's what looks like a Celtic flourishing knotwork going all the way down from shoulder. I wonder if it goes straight up to the yoke, but it goes all the way down the sleeves, and
1: it is the accent that just makes it so beautiful. That is gorgeous. It looks like the rest of the body is just plain stockinette. It's the sleeves where it gets all textured and awesome. Yeah. So it would look good. good they got it in one of those semi-solid or tonal colorways. And it's done in sport weight. The one I really love is the Helianthus sweater, which is all cables and lacy bits and ribbing and cozy looking. And it looks like you've got a... Oh, okay. Actually, it looks like a mock cable on the back. Sorry. It looks like you've got a nice big... Yeah, it's not quite a shawl collar, but it does create sort of a, a very wide sort of yoke collar at the back. It looks warm and cozy. It does. It looks like a really nice combination between some lace work and some cable work. Yeah. Actually, that like I said, that's not. it's not actually cables. It's done with decreases. I don't care. It still looks nice. And yarn overs, yeah. Yeah, it's really pretty. But even better for people who are intimidated by cables.
0: That looks like a comfy, standard, go-to I would wear this every weekend kind of sweater
1: yeah and it comes in larger sizes thank you patty yeah that one goes up to a 56 inch bust okie okay, smoky so that is patty
0: waters winter blooms ebook and yeah. that is available f- through ravelry downloads
1: for 1995 us i really want to do the socks and at least one of the shawls yeah i, I pretty much want to knit all the things
0: yeah. yay patty and, and as a side note congrats to alex
1: jardine for his excellent photography yes who's also a friend of ours. (laughs) Okay, your turn. This is something, I, I saw it quite a while ago and I really wanted it, but last time I looked, she didn't have it in stock. This is from Etsy seller Unicorn Empire Print and she does a lot of really cute, fandomy sort of printed things. This, in particular, is a little booklet called Elementary My Dear Watson, based on the BBC Sherlock, and it's an alphabet book! With Kid Holmes and Kid Watson. So it has A's for answer.
0: It looks like black and white line art. Yeah. Very, very nice drawing, and some spot color in one. Looks orange. like an orange.
1: B's for Baker Street, and it's a treehouse. C's for Chase. L is for lazy. M is for mystery it's adorable and i want it yeah primarily black and white it's printed on a heavy duty cardstock with orange spot colors fully illustrated children's book for sherlock holmes fans young and old Saddlebound, 26 pages long. It goes through the alphabet A to W and has X, Y, Z on the last page. It says, this would make a wonderful gift for Sherlock fans or bright kids who love to be challenged with bigger words. And what kid doesn't like learning big words? <laughs> Ooh, apparently it has Mycroft, Moriarty, Lestrade, and Sally Donovan, too. I'm impressed. I want it. It's 18 bucks US. Oh my God! There's only one available. She'll probably restock. It's probably a really hot item right now. Yeah, she's had it in the like she's had it in the store before. That's Unicorn pr- Empire Prince. Prince, and she's got lots of. She's also got Doctor Who and Harry Potter stuff. She also has a a bundle which has a T-shirt in it as well. Little Sherlock and Watson paper dolls. Oh my God. It's so cute. Like I said, she also has Doctor Who stuff. Ooh, there's a Tard- Art Nouveau sort of TARDIS oh, notebook. Oh, that's pretty. Ooh. $10. Let's take a closer look at that. Ooh, a moleskin notebook that has a hand-carved carved block-printed cover. Doctor Who's TARDIS in an Art Nouveau fashion. That's beautiful. Ooh. It is gorgeous. I like that. Looks like she has Doctor Who paper dolls, too. couple different Doctors, too. It looks like there's the Tenth Doctor. She really got him really well. And Rose Tyler. Yeah. yeah. And the eleventh doctor and Amy Pond. They also they also have a uh a An angel. Paper doll of the weeping angel. You know, if you want nightmares. There's there's only a couple items for the Harry Potter stuff. But they have <laughs> Paper dolls of Harry Ron and Hermione and one also of Draco. Damn, they all look angry. I think they're all getting ready to kick ass. Sort of fierce look. And then there's one item for the Hunger Games too, for you Hunger Games fans. And that's another Ooh. Another sketchbook cover, TARDIS clock. But it's oh my god, that looks awesome! Just a sec. It's called Doctor Who Timey Wimey TARDIS clock. It's got it's TARDIS blue with a metallic backing, which with a wood backing and a back wall hanger. And it's like
0: it looks like a wood stencil cutout.
1: Yeah, of like but it's cogs and.
0: It's a lot of detail and design, but words fail me here. Yeah, I can't, even, just,
1: just, I can't even explain. D- go see it. <laughs> if you look in the sold items, there's a few of them, and it looks amazing. That looks so cool. And it looks, again, sort of Art Nouveau-ish. Wow. It is really cool looking. Yeah, that took a lot <laughs> of time to, to yeah. do. Looks like it's, she said it's laser woodcutter. So looks like there's quite a few items in the sold section of the store, too. So that you can take a look through there and see what other stuff she's had. And hopefully she'll restock with them because, oh my god, I want that alphabet book so bad. You want all the things? I want all the things! Yeah. So yeah, Unicorn Empire prints. Lots of cool, geeky stuff. And dear god, how long is it again before my credit card changes over the next month? Here, give me the laptop. You don't (laughs) need to be seeing that anymore. Oh wait, I got paid this week and I can use PayPal. Thursday. Thursday. I just have to hold out till Thursday. Oh dear. Paycheck. VOOM! Out of my account. But yes, maybe we should wrap up before I see anything else that I lust over. And so I can get back to imagining my valentine.
0: Yeah. (laughs) You can go back to the lusting with the valentine and all of that. Yes. Brighameral.
1: Okay, so let us know who your fandom valentine would be. And yes, you can pick more than one. Yes, you can. (laughs) Because sometimes limiting to one is just so hard. C'est dommage. (laughs) Really, life is so hard. I know, my life is so
0: hard. And we all know that they would bestow yarn upon for Valentine's Day. Duh. Yeah, yarn and chocolate. Okay, guys. Looks like that's it for now.
1: Yep, that's all I got. Is it? Okay, we'll see Okay, so we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. To visit our show notes, listen to old episodes, or leave something in our tip jar, you can visit us at knit1geek2.emptypockets.org. That's knit one geek 2 dot p-o-c-k-e-t-s dot org You can also comment at our Ravelry group. Just search the Ravelry groups for Knit 1 Geek 2. We're also on Twitter. You can find us at wwwtwittercom slash one geek 2 Have a good week, everybody! And show me his sword. <laughs> that was just payback, wasn't it? <laughs> yes. Alright, fine. Not the broken one. <laughs> that would make kinda of thing that would kind of make things not so fun. Nice. Happy Valentine's
0: Day, but um, I've got a damn disappointment in the morning, I gotta go.
1: <laughs> Don't worry, John, I love your little soldier. Oh Jesus. <laughs> Some of this is getting put in outtakes I'm not going to keep the podcast proper. I
0: do not believe you went there. (laughs) I do not believe you went there. Never mind. (laughs)